It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. For fans who watched the Super Bowl on Sunday, yes, it was very entertaining. Even if you had the Philadelphia Eagles or you had the under, you lost, but you had to say, well, I felt like I was, well, not the under, but if you had the Eagles, you felt like, hey, I got a great shot to win this game. But it was a fantastic game. The quarterback play was fantastic. You had the Super Bowl MVP and the regular season MVP in Patrick Mahomes, and then you had the runner-up in Jalen Hurts, and Hurts was actually probably better than Patrick Mahomes, but it was a great Super Bowl. We touched all upon that yesterday, but now we get to the bad parts of the Super Bowl. And from a standpoint here in Las Vegas and in the great state of Nevada, it was not one of the grandest Super Bowls. It was not. Now, the reason being, because it was not a great moment for one of the sportsbook providers. If you were using your William Hill mobile app, you were out of luck in Super Bowl 57. The app went down actually about an hour before kickoff. Then they got it back up again. And then second quarter came, no more action. That's right, no more action for the rest of of the game. You were out of luck. If you were looking for any in-game wagering, if you felt like, okay, hey, I've got the, uh, the under here. Wow. Let me, let me, uh, try to get off my bet and get a piece of the over or get involved in any of the player props, any of the live, uh, in-game wagering. You were out of luck altogether because the app was not working during the game. Can't bet the game. Can't bet in-game. Can't do anything. Not only was it off during the game, but it was off after the game. Sun goes down. Sun comes up the next morning on Monday. Still not operating. The app has been down for now close to 48 hours. Let me go to my William Hill mobile app and just see if it's working. I click in. Oh, there it is. Unable to start. How many of us got that error message? We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. We apologize for the inconvenience. And one may ask, how can this happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. All right? This isn't the first time this happened, too. If you remember, it happened last year. Customers were irate, and customers actually got to receive some bonuses because they were down for over 24 hours in the exact same situation. So people are asking, what happened? Why did this happen? I will tell you why. Because when William Hill went through the merger with Caesars, all right, the software here was different. And the people who designed the software were different. All right. So when the when Caesars acquired William Hill, a lot of the people were let go or quit from William Hill. And those people were some of the people that 
design the software. So they lost people who actually built their app. And now they're using old technology. Now the new crew at Caesars can't really figure out how to fix this old system because they're using a system that is different and it's much newer. The bottom line is this. The old William Hill app is antiquated. All right. They use a computer software called CBS. It's called Computer Bookware Systems. All right. And it's outdated. Most everyone else is using a stadium uh, Nonami. They are using that. There is a big difference. So if you're an IT, a technical person, you can maybe know what I'm talking about. But those like myself that are non-IT guys and not technical people, you're going, what the heck has happened? That's why people are losing their mind. That's why they've gone to Twitter. They've gone to Facebook. They've gone all through the social media world, and they can't figure out what went wrong. Well, like I said, wasn't working Sunday, wasn't working yesterday, and they still do not have an answer for this at all. They cannot figure this out. But we do have some press releases here. All right? William Hill released this yesterday. Towards the end of the second quarter of Super Bowl 57, our William Hill Nevada sports betting platform experienced an unforeseen technical issue that took our Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill and William Hill Nevada apps and our retail sportsbooks offline. The team has been aggressively working to bring the platform back to full functionality as quickly as possible. We have pinpointed the cause of the system failure, and we are now working through the resolution with all of our available resources. We sincerely apologize for the frustration and inconvenience it's caused our valued customers. Our retail sportsbooks are currently back up and operating, and we are focused on resolving and restoring the Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill and William Hill Nevada apps. That was the email that just about everybody who has a William Hill app got this morning. Question for you. Yes. It said here that the, did that sound like the, that the actual sportsbooks were down too? Everybody was down. The whole system was down. So you got to remember the computer yeah. systems that operate in the brick and mortar places as well as the mobile app. They were all down. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. That's, to- totally yeah. insane. All right. So that was the email that everyone got this morning. All right. When you go back, all right, and uh, what the sports book posted on Twitter, they said, we are aware of an issue affecting users in Nevada. Our team is looking into this, and we hope to have a resolution as soon as possible. We will provide any updates here as they become available. Well, after the game, it posted, we are currently in the process of settling all Super Bowl wagers. We appreciate your patience. Really? There are people now that are scrambling and running to the brick-and-mortar locations and saying, get my money out of there. How can this happen? Well, we explained it to you. And this what this is what happens in, in your in, in your tech world now where your software goes bad. But really, is there any excuse for this? Is there really any excuse for being down for now over 48 hours? All right. So you couldn't play in-game. Say you wanted to bet some basketball yesterday. Forget about it. Say you wanted to bet some hockey last night. Forget about it. All right, you get up today, and you're handicapping a full slate of college basketball, the NBA, the NHL. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. 
unable to start. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. We apologize for the inconvenience. That's what you're getting. Now, what is more than likely going to happen here? Well, we hope that they make good on this because they are costing people from a chance to bet. And as we know, a lot of people here in Nevada, especially Las Vegas, they like to bet on a daily basis. So hopefully they will come back and put some money in people's accounts, win, lose, or draw with the Super Bowl. All right. And uh, again, you know, making up for these last two days. And how long will this will go on? Well, I guess no one really knows. But it's funny that no other sportsbook app had any issues during the game and has not had any issues in the last two days. What is more likely going to happen as well is that the Nevada Gaming Control Board will probably be fining William Hill. They're going to accrue some very, very big fines because you cannot operate a sports book like this. You are supposed to have a backup plan. Hey, power goes out. What do you got? Backup generator, right? Your software goes bad. You better get on it immediately. And to take more than 48 hours to do this, it really is inexcusable. I know a lot of people with that company. I feel bad for them today because they're not really on the tech side. And they're the guys that are having to to take these bullets from customers and users today and they really have nothing to say all they can do is continue to you know every 12 hours or so and say hey we're working on the problem we're trying to restore everything here we apologize for the inconvenience well we'll see how they apologize for the inconvenience and what they do into people's accounts i would love to see the number of the, 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 the gain that all the other sports books and all the other apps got from this happening. Yeah. You got to remember too, though. I mean, there are some people that don't use multiple mobile apps. Say if William Hill is your choice and you've got all your money in there. Well, you know, like I said, it went down an hour before kickoff and then it got back up again and then in game. But say, for example, you wanted to go bet some college or NBA basketball last night, right? You can't even go and take your money out. You can't take your money out. So therefore, you got to go and you got to do whatever you got to do. Go to the bank, take out some money, whatever. Go to another, uh, you know, sports book and do this. And again, you know, a lot of people don't have multiple mobile apps. But man, I'm very interested to see what is gonna, you know, happen. Uh, with us. We're going to talk to our good friend uh, Matthew Holt from U.S. Integrity about this. He couldn't come on the show today, but I got a chance to talk with Matt a little bit earlier this morning. And uh, yeah, he's he is saying that they are going to get fined big time by the Nevada Gaming Control Board. This can not happen. All right. I'll tell you what else cannot happen. All right. The New Mexico State basketball program has canceled the remainder of their men's basketball season due to the men's basketball team having members of their team ganging up and sexually assaulting a teammate. Three players subjected this teammate to false imprisonment, harassment, and criminal sexual contact. So players on the team, right? Three guys wanted to haze Another younger player, they held him down, removed his clothing, exposing his butt, 
then began spanking his buttocks. Would you prefer me say buttocks instead of butt? Buttocks? Either way, it sounds very awkward coming from you. It, it does, right? But, hey, we've had these type of stories before where we've had to say some words that we're really not customarily saying, not in our vocabulary. So, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. <laughs> Who understands those rap guys? <laughs> yes, sir, Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> we, we know. No, this was not a female. Nope. Yes. Three teammates holding down one of their own and hazing them. There's more than that. Removing the clothing, exposing his buttocks, slapping his buttocks, and then touching his scrotum. Buttocks and scrotum, usually not in the same sense, but these are the facts. This is what's in the police report. I'm reading the the police report right now. Here's the bad thing about this. This is not the first time that this happened last week. No. There was a player who spoke openly about this. He was an international transfer. He is now transferring out of this program saying, this is not what I came to America for. This is not what I signed up for. And for you, for players to witness this, and then how about the guy that had his butt slapped and had his genitalia fondled? I mean, who does this? These are college players, okay? And yes, we've heard about it before, and I know a lot of people are saying, hey, this has Jerry Sandusky written all over it, the Penn State scandal. It is locker room nonsense, shower nonsense. In the locker room, your own teammates. How about this head coach? Now our good friends, former UNLV head coach Marvin Menzies, where'd he come from? He came from New Mexico State. You know, I can't imagine something like this happening in Marvin Menzies' locker room. Who is this Hammenager that is coaching New Mexico State where you let this happen? Yeah, he's going to be out of a job. And how about those kids who came to New Mexico State who traditionally have a pretty darn good basketball team? who have gone to the NCAA tournament. They conduct their end-of-conference tournament, the WAC tournament, here in Las Vegas each and every year. But now, say, if you are one of the guys that was not involved in this, and now, you know, say you're a guy that's averaging 16, 18 points a game, and now the rest of your season is canceled for these numb nuts who are sitting there spanking their teammate, touching his scrotum. I mean, what is this? What is this? It's insane in the membrane that this actually happens. But it does. And there's hazing at college campuses all throughout the country. Not just from a sports perspective. And I never understood the hazing thing. Never understood it. Alright? I mean, you go back in the day, I mean, everybody was pretty much subject, uh, subjected to that when they you know, joined a fraternity in college or when you go to high school. You know, I don't know if you got picked on Numchut when you were a freshman. They made you uh, take a planter's peanut and push it down the uh, uh, the cafeteria, you know, hallway with your nose. Never, Never. Ever, ever happened to you? Never. Did you ever see any hazing when you were in high school? Look at me. I was the bully. You were the bully. I was the one. Did you do this to these kids? No, I'm not that bad. But but it's out there. It's I mean, out there. it's it's always been out there. Yeah. As well, which which is pathetic, and 
in why coaches, administrators, even athletic directors, why they let people get away. Why is this cool? Why is this okay? Hey, you got to go through hazing. You got to go through. No, no, you don't. Why? I never understood that. When I was coaching in high school, okay, when I was coaching high school basketball, and I, you know, there, there were players that said, hey, you know, we want to welcome the guy. Are, are you out of your mind? I'm sitting here preaching we, unity, that we are all together, all for one. So it was never, ever an issue in, in my programs. But the, in, in other people's programs, it's like coaches would turn a blind eye to this. And it sounds exactly what's happening here, especially in today's day and age. We've had these stories over and over again. I mean, with social media and everything else, this can't happen. It shouldn't happen. It's ridiculous to even make sense of this. Now, here's the worst part about this. This program has been a mess for a while. All right. This comes less than three months after the suspension of forward Mike Peake, who is being investigated in the case of a fatal shooting of a student from their arch rival school, their rival, University of New Mexico. Now, you may remember this took place in Albuquerque on November the 19th. Peak was has not been charged in that case, which included state police stopping the team bus on Interstate 25 as they headed back to Las Cruces from Albuquerque after the shooting. Now, when they went to look on the bus, missing were Peak and three of his teammates who had taken him to the hospital with an injured leg. Yes. So... It just makes you wonder, like, three other teammates? Were any of these guys involved in this hazing incident as well, too? Yeah. New Mexico State suspends the program, places their coach and staff on paid administrative leave. I'm not sure I agree with that. Why should they be paid? Seriously, you have 12 players, okay? 12 to 15 players on your basketball team. You know what's happening. It's your locker room. It's your team. For a head coach not to be fired immediately or, and again, I don't advocate for anybody getting fired, but say paid administrative leave, how can you not know this was happening again? This was not the first time. This happened on several different occasions, and you're coming off a shooting? Your player shot somebody? Are you kidding me? Now, the WAC announced that the rest of their games will go down as forfeits. I said it was a mess of a season for them, just off the court and on the court. Heck, they were 9 and 15 this year. 9 and 15. They were terrible. But man, this is just horrible for college athletics. So, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. I, I, I you had me going to the next story. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. No, you you, you can't remember. Oh, was it No, it had so something to do with scrotum? No, 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 no scrotum. It had suspension. Yes. The administrative leave, I think, is just their word of saying suspended until they get the investigation done, and then they're gone. I think that's what's going to happen. I know, but say suspended. In okay, you you this, this happened on this guy's watch. This is his I, team. Okay, he'll be gone. Just watch. Just pathetic, pathetic. All right. How about this pathetic? All right. As it snows here in Las Vegas. Can't be much better in Arizona today, right? Sun's kind of out right now. All right. You know what today is? Valentine's Day. This is true. What else is today? Beginning of spring training, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning of spring training. Now, I imagine we got some sunshine in Florida. Don't know what we got going in Phoenix, but, you know, if it's not so nice here, it's probably not so nice there. 
But you know what starts today too? Yes, spring training starts. And then players are going on the field, okay, in the Cactus League, in the Grapefruit League. And you know what they look out and they see out there at first base, second base, and third base? They're seeing pizza boxes. They're seeing gigantic pizza boxes doubling for bases. That's right. If you have not heard, Major League Baseball, remember, starting this season, large bases, enlarging the bases. The bases were 15 inches in diameter. They're now 18 inches in diameter. So they're expanding it three inches. All right? Three inches. Why are they doing this? Because they want to incorporate more base stealing. They think this is going to help matters. And from a safety standpoint, they're saying, well, maybe first baseman won't get their feet clipped now. Heck, have you ever seen a Major League Baseball game? And you know, I, I know everybody thinks this, just like I always thought. It's like, hey, why is that first baseman pulling his foot so quickly? You know, didn't he pull it early on, on a ground ball? Ground ball to shortstop, throws to first. Well, he pulled his foot. Oh, no, he didn't. He's out. All right. And, you know, they kind of let that go. Just like the vicinity rule of, you know, guys slide into second base and like, oh, trying to take the guy out. Oh, did he touch? You know, yeah. Was he in contact with the base? Okay. Yeah, he was. Well, now they think this is going to alleviate all that. Pizza boxes. That wasn't my word. Alex Cora, that ham and egger. All right. That ham and egger is the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Why well, he still has a job is beyond me because his role in the cheating scandal in, in Houston. He comes out there today and says, yeah, it doesn't look like pizza boxes out here. Get used to Major League Baseball with these changes. All right? Here are the other changes that will be implemented. Remember, we got the pitch clock. Pitch clock is going to be happening. No runners on base. A pitcher must deliver the ball within 15 seconds. All right? Runners on base. They have to deliver it within 20 seconds. Do we need to see a clock out in the outfield, and I know they've experimented with it a little bit, you know, in the minor leagues the last couple seasons. I get that. But do we really want to see a clock? And are they going to enforce it? Can you see it right now? Ten, nine, eight. Are, are we going to start getting these chants like that we get the student body at college basketball games when they go three, two, one, and they start laughing ah, because there's only really nine on the shot clock instead of eight? Are we going to get this nonsense? I'm sure we're going to get all this nonsense now in baseball. But uh, 200 years, however long this sport has been around, all right, 150 years, whatever it is. And now we're going to this. This is asinine. So, it is ridiculous. So for the pitch clock, yes, are we going to have an MLB Giannis? Oh, you could, you could, it could be a Giannis where they, uh, there's there there are some candidates, some, some pitchers what, who take way too long, and yeah, and they're going to have the countdown. That's a great point, Numchuk. Fifteen seconds with base with base empty, empty, right? Twenty with twenty with with runners people on, yeah. There's gonna be people at like 18. Yeah, and you're gonna have people going, "Come on, get this." Yeah, <laughs> same thing. All right, and don't forget, uh, you also see the shift restrictions. Now, you must have two players on each side of second base. All right, no more three infielders. No more bringing an outfielder in. So bigger bases, pitch timer, shift restrictions. I'm not sure anyone is going to want to see that. But the good news is, but it's really not good news for a lot of people, but I I told you, I, I kind of endorse it, is 
the ghost runner at second base is back permanently. I like it. I said, why? So right, it adds excitement to it. It, it is. It's going to stop the twenty inning game. I know. I it's love true. It. That's yeah, and, and, and it's worked perfectly fine. Yeah. And again, I'm no one is a bigger traditionalist than me, but for those saying ah, you know, for, you know, it's exciting. And again, like I said before, I was used to this because I was coaching girls softball. This is a staple in girls softball. You put the runner at second base, you know, for extra innings. And Major League Baseball has done that. It's added excitement and it's added strategy to that. All right. Those are some terrible Tuesday takes for you. 